0: Hey, I'm Tommy
1: Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. A smooth professional intro as always from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersisGrowing.com. Nice. So yeah, I am Mackie from the UK and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo,
0: Hello,
2: everybody from the Southeast US. Hope you're all are nice and high. We have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from Australia. How are we this morning, slash evening, slash whatever the fuck it is? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have Marge. What's up, Marge?
3: Oh, you know, just living the dream here in Ontario, Canada.
1: Nice. Nice. And TG is back this week. What's up, TG?
4: You betcha! Back on Treaty Six territory, aka Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So hope you're all doing well and uh, feeling good. It's, it's been a good week. It's been a busy week.
1: And busy is always good, uh, as they say.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Were well, you all smoking, on man? We all got something nice. I got to fire up this mighty. I did that earlier, actually. It's ready. Nice.
0: Well, as usual, I have got hash out, but I think I'm I'm going the white OG today. Nice, that sounds nice. a bit fruity. What's that one? It is very fruity, very nice. Mm. Yeah.
3: A, I've, got, I've got some what? banana platinum runts that somebody sent me, so hopefully it lives mm. up. Lives up
0: to
3: the tasty.
1: Hype. Banana yeah. platinum runts, nice. What yes. nice. do you exotic.
4: got, TG? Um, I'm just hitting this uh, lemon tie kush that I literally just put in the jar, and you know, it's, it's from Humboldt Seed Organization. Which was one of my favorite breeders. They're like fucking old school shit. Mm. It was a widow crossed with a haze, and I have to say, like, I haven't felt like this. Yeah, you know, I'm like anxious as fuck right now. You know, like it's <laughs> strong. <laughs> um, right, right. know, like, oh, I grew like a haze, but it's just all widow. Um, just <laughs> spicy. Just, oh. yeah. Mm. I'm like beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So if you're but a little man,
3: quiet, then we know why.
4: Probably she's freaking <laughs> out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's weird. I haven't felt like this in a while, so it must be that haze in there. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Maybe it's just not cooked right. A little bit longer would have done it better.
4: This was 11 weeks. I pushed it two weeks longer, and it said, oh, Wow, so, Damn. yeah, Interesting. yeah. She was, I don't know. Either way, it's like, I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> what, what you got there, Bubba How are you smoking
2: on? Uh, I've got a little bit of lemon haze and I'm actually just trialing a little bit of this CBD this morning. Um, so, this is the Charlotte's Angel CBD run. Um, so, I've got a couple of little ones that I dried off that I'm giving you a bit of a go because the terps were just too good to ignore. Yeah, nice. I grow that. I've grown that for almost
4: over a year now, uh, clone after clone after clone. It's uh, my go to CBD cultivar. It's fucking delicious. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really like it. Um, so I've been, I've, I had one little hit of it yesterday and, um, and nerve pain just melted away. So that was a really good sign. Sweet. Um, but yeah, this thing, this bowl just, it stinks. Like everything, my whole, my whole keyboard and everything stinks at the moment <laughs> because it's just covered in resin. So it can't nice. be a bad thing. Nice. Chilbert says he's made
1: some dry sift this afternoon. Melty stuff. Nice. I'm going to make some oil this week, I think. I'm going to get a new rice cooker and then uh, make some RSO. That's going to be my mission.
3: Hmm. I'm going to do the same, actually. Sweet. My last batch didn't turn out very good, so
1: i happened to it? start
3: again. I think, well, I didn't have a rice cooker for a long mm. while, mm. and I do now, but uh, I let it sit on the sill to evaporate for a while, and then there just wasn't enough. I don't know. It just,
1: yeah. It
4: just a yeah, tiny bit at the bottom. You should be yeah. able to continue it on with your rice cooker.
3: I know right. I did, but then when I went to like draw it up into the syringe, it was just like, it was like a little blob of this tiny oh. message <laughs> wasn't good. So okay. yeah, next time I just have to make more. That's the only
0: thing. Yeah. Shopping yeah. in the oil section again, Marge, I found almond oil this time. That sounds like it's cool. going to be fun to use.
1: Yeah.
4: Hmm.
0: Hmm. you know high smoke point and low flavor thing so yeah and it's got better numbers on it than, than uh, as far health numbers go it's, than, uh, avocado oil even it does
3: It have a high smoke point
0: uh, it's what it said on the bottle at least
3: oh i didn't know that
0: well i mean should i believe the <laughs> bottle is the question <laughs> you know? i would imagine you should and you can
3: <laughs> but i yeah. i didn't realize that i had a high smoke point
0: well i usually i mean i don't cook with the stuff anyway i just infuse it and then put it you know drizzle it on whatever
3: Oh, right, yeah. That'd be perfect for that
2: then. That'd be nice. Uh, this olive oil, is it, you're talking about? Uh, almond, almond oil. oil. Uh, almond oil. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: After a while with edibles, you got to experiment with a few new things. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, so we should move on with the news then. let the news. So here you go, this week's news and events. I wonder if we can have all good stories like we nearly had that one time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Usually it's all pretty bad news. But last week was pretty good, actually. We had some good news last week. So who wants to go first? Does anybody want to jump on this? Uh, Hawk, you want to jump
2: in and do yours first, mate? Yeah, I may as well. Mine's, mine's actually a good news story, so really? it's not too bad. Um, so this week in Australian Cannabis News we've got very high doses of cannabis component CBD doesn't affect Australians driving. Um, So for a while we've had a lot of, a lot of our politicians and um, health boards and everything carrying on about the effectiveness of CBD and the fact that um, it affects people's driving and so on and so forth. So um, the university of Sydney decided that they were going to go and do a big, uh, big study and work out whether uh, the stoners were right or the government was right. Hmm. So the University of Sydney-led research finds that 1,500 milligrams, the highest daily medicinal dose of uh, cannabidiol, has no impact on people's driving or cognitive abilities. Millions of consumers and patients around the world will be heartened by the results of the latest study on cannabis and driving. University of uh, Sydney finds that uh, the highest medicinal dose has no impact on people's driving at all. CBD is a ca- uh, cannabis component widely used for medical as well as wellness purposes, uh, purposes such as to induce sleep or boost energy. It is often consumed orally in oil form. Um, so most countries, including us here in Australia allow people to drive while on CBD. In New South Wales, which is my home state, for example, it's legal provided a driver is not impaired due to fatigue and or lowered blood pressure. Um, the present study shows that con- contradictions aside even that the highest medicinal dose does not cause impairment Um, it says though cbd is generally considered non-intoxicating its effects on safety sensitive tasks are still being established uh, said lead author dr danielle mccartney from university's lambert initiative for cannabinoid therapeutics our study is the first to confirm that when consumed on its own cbd is driver safe unlike thc a cannabis component that can induce sedation euphoria and impairment, CBD does not appear to intoxicate people. Instead, it has been reported to have calming and pain relief effects. Uh, Peak concentrations of a CBD in person's blood plasmas are usually attained within three to four hours after taking orally, although individual responses vary. Uh, CBD use is increasing in Western nations with recent university study research showing that around 55,000 requests to access medicinal CBD have been approved in Australia since 2016 and it's the most commonly prescribed for pain, sleep, and uh, anxiety disorders. So yeah, um, published in the Journal of uh, Psychopharmacology, the study involved 17 participants undertaking simulated driving tasks after consuming either a placebo or 15, 300 or 1500 milligrams uh, of CBD and oil. These amounts represent frequently consumed doses up to 150 milligrams a day over the counter and up to 1500 milligrams a day for conditions such as epilepsy, pain, sleep disorders, and anxiety. First, participants had to try and maintain a safe distance between themselves and a lead vehicle, and then drive along highways and rural roads. The complete, they completed the task between 45 to 75 minutes after taking their assigned treatment, and then again at between three and a half and four hours after, to cover the range of plasma concentrations at different times. They repeated this under each of the four different treatments, placebo plus the three different doses. The researchers measured participants' control of the simulated car, tested by how much it weaved or drifted, a standard measure of driving ability, as well as their cognitive function, subjective experience, and the CBD concentrations in their plasma. They concluded that no dose of CBD-induced feelings of intoxication or appeared to impair either driving or cognitive performance. Wow. We do, however, caution that this study looked at CBD in isolation only and that drivers taking CBD with other medications should do so with care, Dr. McCartney said.
1: What do you think uh, would happen? Just like hypothetically, if they had done this study and found out that CBD actually improves people's driving. <laughs> you you <laughs> think they'd be like forcing people to take pills and shit? Like, no, you got to take this before you drive, motherfucker. Mm.
0: I don't know about that now. Yeah. Be interested. I have, I have heard though that some CBD uh, can, can cause you to test positive for cannabis in your blood system, knowing, and, and uh, like situations where truckers have lost their license for a year because they've taken CBD and tested
2: positive. So I hope they get something like that under control too. So that's, that's been pretty much the biggest issue for medicinal users here. Um, apart from the fact that it's ridiculously expensive to get your hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, driving so Mm. my my oil that i'm prescribed specifically it's a full um full extract so it has thc in it says it on the bottle so Mm -hmm. if i get pulled over and i'm told to lick a test uh, chances are well apart from the fact that i smoke ridiculous amounts of high thc anyway it's it's going to be in my system but high or not i can i can end up losing my license Mm. on the spot they'll just take it straight off me irregardless even if i've got my prescription there in front of them doesn't matter. They'll drag me through the courts for it.
4: Me too, man. Yeah, that's
2: some fucked up shit. But so far, about the, you know, with, as far as the study goes, um, it's it's sort of just showing that you know you can't believe everything the government says. <laughs> you can't believe so- anything <laughs> they say. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just yeah.
4: tell them it's CBD weed? You know, when they pull you over and they're like, and you just be like, don't worry. It's CBD. It's and just, be like, okay.
2: People do that so on, on your way, sir. Yeah, yeah
4: that's what, that's what I do, and then they're like, "Oh, fuck you," you know.
2: <laughs>
4: just kidding. Just kidding. Don't do that. I mean, you can, but it won't work. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I, well,
1: I wonder if we could bring this study over to the UK. I wonder if we like pass over to you know, the UK likes to use
4: studies from other countries. Now, the UK hmm. is in different place with different physical laws of the universe. Um,
1: yeah, so- yeah, I think so. I think so. Cause this yeah. study wouldn't be good enough. And to be fair, it's not really a great study. The, t- the study involves 17 participants. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It could do with a few more than that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people volunteering for that shit.
2: <laughs> I honestly think yeah. this was one of those ones that they did just to appease people. Mm. It was like, you know, they they copped a fair bit of flack over the whole thing and, um, and you know, all the, all the Karens got all upset about people being on medicinal weed and riding, driving around and causing issues. And, So they went through and did a study just to show, well, actually, all you Karens are wrong. So,
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. Interesting story. Let's hope that it does something good anyway. We don't want people going to prison or being prosecuted or not allowed to drive just having CBD in their system. It's an absolute joke, especially when people can drive around on some of these hardcore painkillers and antidepressants that are issued out.
0: That's a fact there.
1: Crazy, well, see,
2: it's it, this is the thing here, and, I, and I'm sure it'd be the same, um, you know, ac- across the board in, in a few different countries. But, irregardless, you can't, and that is a word for the last person that got up me about that. Irregardless is a word, I checked it. Um,
3: <laughs> in the urban dictionary or a real one?
2: <laughs> no, no, real, no real one. <laughs> it's always the
1: it's in the Aussie dictionary, that's what it right. is. Ah, the, the Aussie the one. one, yeah,
2: um. <laughs> But, yeah, either way, you know, you, 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 you're you damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with it, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I think it's it, it's good to um, good to see a bit of positive research coming through. So we'll see see how it goes. And <laughs> I'm
1: just thinking, who the fuck gave Bob Hock shit over using the word
0: irregardless? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, was like you're getting angry
0: emails news. and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a story to this for sure. Right? <laughs> I can't remember exactly who it was, but they got up me about it in one of the live streams. It was like the first or second one I was on and I said it and that was it. And, and they jumped on me. You can't give them anything. Can't give chat anything these days.
1: I edit it out anyway. So it's just the word regardless when it goes to the final cut.
2: Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I, th- I just thought that the, the dodgy Australian accent would just cover it a bit, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so
1: anyway, what are you saying about your news you got there, Marge? You got some interesting news for us.
3: Oh, do I ever? Mm. Uh let, let me pull up this article here. So this article comes out of
1: uh Should British put, Columbia. Play some music Canada. on this or something before we go. <laughs> and in right. the level of Mario or something. Yeah.
3: So it's entitled Healthcare Over Handcuffs. BC First to Decriminalize Simple Drug Possession. So out in the province of uh, British Columbia in Canada, the federal government just announced is going to take effect January thirty first, twenty twenty three. In British Columbia, they have decriminalized possession of small amounts of drugs for personal use. And when they say uh, drugs, illicit drugs for personal use, they're talking opioids, cocaine, methamphetamine. I don't know what else there is, but uh, they've basically decided that it's more of a healthcare issue and that decriminalizing is a step to help save lives because obviously there's a big drug problem actually all over the country not just in British Columbia but they do have Mm -hmm. like the downtown east side in Vancouver that's pretty well known for you know a lot of um, drug use in that area but uh, yeah I thought that was pretty interesting they decided to decriminalize and I'm wondering if that will the rest of the country is going to follow suit on this or i don't know what do you think tg or well, is bc going to be the only one that's going to be like
4: usually bc is the first saskatchewan has already come out and say that we're not going to do this because we know better because we're saskatchewan when fucking <laughs> redneck dumb shits. <laughs> right. um, anyway i'm not going to get into politics because fuck that but yeah uh, we're not doing it um and there is a caveat you said When you said, I don't know what else there is in terms of what they, you know, you listed the opioids and the meth. Mm -hmm. Those are great because those are very problematic drugs that generally are not a benefit um, to their users, Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, people who are using unregulated uh, sources of these drugs. Mm -hmm. But what they left out very notably are the psychedelics LSD, magic mushrooms, DMT um cactus you know mescaline and all all of the other ones so those are still illegal to possess it's not decriminalization of all drugs it's uh the,
3: it does say here most illicit substances yeah. So 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 you think because they left that out that it's not going to be included
4: well no because those drugs generally aren't uh, what people have yeah. a problem with on the streets and stuff so right i, I guess i i understand from a very superficial level why but it's not fair that they left those out because those are really important too and still people are going to jail and there's a lot of benefit as we we talked about from mushrooms specifically and all the psychedelics but that's not what this is about um Mm -hmm. i think that it is a good thing and probably like like i said bc has been always the progressive province to do the shit first but i mean if you see good results and the opioid epidemic specifically is, is horrific here as well as many other countries. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't see them being able to like say, well, I don't know about it because yeah. it, it which will pro- save lives. Which, which province
1: is Dana Larson in again?
3: Oh, British BC. Columbia. So yeah. this
1: might have something to do with him then, because he's been pushing for this for a long time. Hasn't he?
3: Actually yeah. he might be, they don't mention him in this article. They mention a few other people, but I mean, the BC's minister of health of mental health and addiction was sort of it sounds like she might have been behind some of this.
4: Yeah. And he did because they're comment. talking
3: about, he did comment or he didn't?
4: He did on Twitter and he's made the same point that I did, which is probably where I right. it from that. Yeah. So I don't think he was consulted, but yeah.
3: No, he does. It does say in this article that the possession for personal use law was rarely enforced by police. Now, that's what this article says. And i not sure. Provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry says that it was rarely enforced. But I mean, I guess if it's enforced, sometimes it's going to fuck somebody's life up. Hmm. They did say they were advocating for a 4.5 gram personal use exemption, but the federal government only uh, allowed 2.5 grams. And they feel like that's not high enough because for some addicts who are using more than that a day, they feel every time they go back out to the streets to re-up or whatever, then, you know, that's when they're going to risk having overdose or death. You know, you could at least
1: make it a cue because that's when the prices start to go down, man. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah i guess so I don't, know. By the Q, I don't know
3: i, I thought opioids better I, I don't know that's i, you no buy. I don't know how yeah, that would work because a lot about. of opioids are like it's like a pill right so yeah but
1: more like a powder isn't it? it's going to be
0: either probably yeah, yeah. even liquids too i mean cocaine on. and crystal meth and shit coke, yeah. i suppose ketamine would be oh, involved yeah, coke, in that too
3: right but that means no one's going out and buying an eight ball
1: yeah so but still still makes the shit dangerous because all these fentanyls being mixed with everything
4: nowadays and fucking people are bad man mm-hmm. that's the thing that's the problem it's very hard to find heroin uh from my readings, i'm not you know in that market but yeah i guess to find actual that's what heroin, i've read I mean, too it's yeah. you can't anymore it's all fentanyl yeah. or something because the fentanyl's thing.
3: so cheap it's being produced so cheaply and it's mm-hmm. you know they make more money on it even though they're not necessarily ensuring a long-term client base,
4: yeah. but... And those lab-produced, you can if you have the inputs and you can scale it up, you can make so much, whereas heroin is produced from poppies. You need fields, you need good right. weather, you need all that shit, so... Yeah, yeah.
3: it's a way more complicated Definitely. thing. Mm. But they are talking about reducing stigma and shame around the illicit drug use so that people who want to get help yeah. can actually go and get help, which it's I think... important.
1: And yeah. if
3: you get charged with this kind of stuff, obviously you know, getting a job sometimes, finding an apartment, all that kind of stuff. It's, as we yeah. all know, makes it fuck a lot your more difficult.
0: Life up. Completely fuck your mm-hmm. life up. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're
3: already trying to deal with like an addiction and, you know, so a lot of those people I'm sure aren't happy that they're in that state. So they want to like find help, but it can be really hard. So,
4: of course. yeah, a so step in the
0: right really... direction.
3: I wonder yeah. if Ontario would do something like that. I don't know. Well, we
0: can I mean, hope that everything goes good there and the rest of the province start considering it. Toronto
4: right. is pretty forward thinking a lot of the time as far as places in Canada go. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Hopefully. So you got
1: a new story about kind of ties into this monkey. He said.
0: Uh, loosely ties in, but you know, okay guys, hold on, because we're going to talk about some things that may not be too pleasant. And we're going to bring up some memories that happened this week uh, of some bad things, but it has to be talked about. Okay. Uh, the news article is uh news news anchor laura ingram tries to uh hunts for a link between pot and mass shootings
1: she's a real good news anchor as well she is um, i don't
0: know much about her she's not really
1: yeah this came
0: across my news feeds and i saw it and i go like oh god we have to talk about this um, now, unfortunately, most everybody probably already knows what happened in Uvalde, Texas, this, you know, this last week. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible thing and everybody's recoiling over it and they're trying to figure out what we can do better to, to prevent this from ever happening again. Well, early on in the process, um, my wife had heard something and she doesn't remember where she read it from, but it came across something about an angry gunman uh, who was angry at his parents and his grandparents because they wouldn't let him smoke weed all day. Okay, now that was just kind of thrown out there, and we still haven't found where this came from, but also the New York Times kind of picked up on this and put it out there and then retracted it the next day. Okay, hmm. so that sets the stage right here, though. But anyway, Staying well away from any discussion of gun control, Ingram decided to have a guest on her show, the Director of Partners and Safety. Now, this is a group that works with companies to provide drug tests for its employees, so they, they have no special interest, right?
1: No, absolutely none. Of course not. <laughs> Fox News wouldn't have somebody of special interests on as their guest. that that's not how they work.
0: Yeah, the whole pretext <laughs> of this thing was that 19 children and adults were uh, two adults were killed at the school, and that the article had, had been retracted that this person was a user of quote unquote high THC cannabis. So this person comes in and says, we find in studies that it's very clear the use of high-potency marijuana strains is strongly associated with the development of psychosis. The THC levels are generally higher now than they were decades ago. And this connection, as Ingram put it, is apparently not widely discussed and needs to be discussed. Her contention is, why are we trying to control the guns? It's not the guns problem. People are smoking pot. They're going crazy. And that's why they're shooting each other up. Now, (laughs) Uh. If you've ever watched Reefer Madness, and we did at Percy's, do it on a movie club screening. We watched it from end to end. It's almost the plot of the movie. You know, this yeah, guy who mm-hmm. smokes a joint and then he ends up going crazy and strangling, strangling the girl right then and there. This person has absolutely no idea what's going on. This, this is ridiculous. Okay, uh, Cranberry also continued his comments. He said, my color, colleagues in Colorado are sounding the alarm because it was one of the first states to legalize and it's practically a daily occurrence that kids come into the emergency room floored and cannabis-induced psychosis. Now this what? is a bull; it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay, and so he, all of this stuff gets thrown out there. And uh Beta O'Rourke comes in, another another news anchor, said doing a fine job with a run on guns. And I guess you could argue that if you want to, try and get rid of the Second Amendment, but, but they're completely oblivious, what? oblivious. <laughs> the legalization of <laughs> marijuana is doing the entire generation of Americans with violent consequences. He's blaming the weed is causing these kids to do this thing. Wow. I don't know where to go with this you know it's just it's so stupid he said mm-hmm. it's scary what's going to happen I, it's just the beginning if marijuana is legalized at the federal level we predict there will be at least seven thousand excess traffic fatalities a year so what they're oh, doing is they're using this uvaldi uh, event to actually launch an anti-cannabis legalization campaign wow man and they're doing it on the back of lies
1: it's crazy how they just spin this shit it's unreal man and now there's been plenty of studies done into how antidepressants and different drugs like that affect these mass shooters and you know a lot of these people are on some kind of uh antidepressant too none of that gets ever fucking bought up it doesn't get mentioned nobody say anything about that now it's all (laughs) it's all the weed it's that devil cannabis
0: well you see you have to remember now it gets even crazier Mackie because Ingram came back on a second night and she, she reinforced her thing on Ingram Angle. She had more of it to say. You know, considering the horrific carnage from here and other tra- 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 tragedies, tra- tragedies we already know about where high-potency cannabis has played a role, it's important that Americans have more answers. We deserve to know the truth about the multi billion dollar growing industry and how it affects our young people, our working population, and even our military readiness. Now, she's not talking about gun control anymore. She's only talking anti-cannabis on the second day.
1: hmm
0: And they said, okay, and for the record, everybody needs to understand this. For the record, Ingram's suppositions about cannabis are completely baseless. Paranoia and psychosis, notwithstanding, are very, very rare. Uh, So far, none of the mass shootings in America have been uh, forced to endure because of cannabis. And if anything, (laughs) cannabis use makes people less violent and not more violent. Namargon yes.
1: just brought up a really nice point here in the chat. How many mass shootings are there in other countries that have cannabis users?
0: Oh, you just stole my <laughs> bazinga at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At the end of it, uh, there was some, a few different things that, that like uh, Whoopi Goldberg had a comment about this one. And Whoopi can, yeah, I can take her a He said, People who smoke weed are not carrying AR-15s. They don't even know where to keep them. Shut
1: up, Whoopi, you fucking fool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just using that stoner t- stereotype of, you know, they wouldn't even know where their gun is. <laughs> well, so uh, Professor
0: Carl Hart, he's a professor of <laughs> neuroscience and psychology mm-hmm. at Columbia mm-hmm. University. So I think, you know, he's got some pretty good credentials there. He says, yeah. there's absolutely no scientific e- evidence supporting this asinine remark, mm-hmm. but one doesn't need to be a scientist to see that my Rasta brothers and sisters are some of the most people peaceful people on the planet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's that, that yeah he stole my my uh, bazinga there at the end but yeah it's all good uh now you got somebody else coming in tucker carlson he threw in six minutes of rep, misrepresenting the new firearm and drug policies in canada trying to get get us to, to reassess the cannabis legalization in the country can you believe that because of this this crime that happened in uvalde uh, Canada is, uh, say, thinking about looking at its handgun policies. So immediately Fox News says, well, this, this is uh, censorship and the government taking away the rights of Canadians and all the other stuff. But I don't I haven't heard too many Canadians fussing about this because they're not talking about confiscating handguns. They're talking about no new handguns. If you have mm-hmm. one now, it's yours for life, but you can't transfer it. Mm. Okay, I get that. So they're not taking anything away from anybody with that. And so far, the Canadians are not screaming, What well, I've heard at least, aren't really crazy screaming about this. And if you look at, at, at the statistics, Canada has had le- legal weed for how many years now? Quite a few, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three or four, something um, like that. I do yeah. believe in Canada, you have had a few mass shootings, but very, very few, if I'm not mistaken. And Canadians could probably, some probably could recite all of them by memory. That's that few of them. Mm -hmm. And when you start looking at, they're saying that you have to get rid of the weed to stop the shootings, the the evidence there (laughs) for a country who's got weed available and guns available and a lot less shootings. And Mm. now you're looking here in America and say, well, we got to get rid of the weed. I don't see the problem there. The statistics are in Canada, there is about 0.5 per 100,000 gun deaths in the country. In the United States, it's 4.12 per 100,000 we're over eight times as high. And we don't have weed.
3: I've also heard too that in Canada we actually have a large number of guns. I'm not oh, sure yeah. what the, the number is but there's like a lot of people that hunt and all that stuff there's in Canada so
4: there's in the rural area.
3: <laughs> Oh god yeah. Yeah, so there's tons of guns here but and lots of weed. But yep. no no mass shootings.
0: So No, it, it's stupid that people're going to sit there and try and push this this issue, you know, oh <laughs> it's it's not the weed it's it's not the weed it's the weed that's making people violent stop giving the weed to people and it won't be violent oh dude i don't really know if these people you know the uh the lyrics to an old jimmy buffett song comes to mind don't ever describe a kiss con- concert if you've never seen it mm-hmm. you know so if you've never had weed if you've never tried it don't tell me what it's gonna do please mm-hmm. you know yeah. you're probably gonna be wrong
3: you know, every movie I've seen where somebody's like preparing to go like shoot up a place or whatever, they're usually drinking first. So I'm not really sure where they get this whole weed thing from. Maybe That's they should point. be on alcohol because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. usually people want the liquid courage before they go out and do something stupid. But actually,
0: that, yeah, I've actually heard that nickname applied to it many, many times, liquid courage. And right. I don't hear anybody calling calling weed that at all. You know?
3: Oh, God, no. That's the no. opposite sometimes. <laughs> it
0: is. Yeah. I'm all worked up. I need this. It's going to calm me down. That's what they Right. <laughs> You know, yeah. shut it down get rid of the anger but it's yeah. crazy that people are going to sit down there and and try and piggyback on this tragedy we have yeah. families that have been completely destroyed and now they're sitting there going after oh it's the weed's fault leave the guns alone that mm. no. yeah, is
3: ridiculous it's a difficult
1: it it's a difficult conversation to have in it you know, gun control and and all this shit i mean this news article is bullshit of course yeah. there's many other things that need to be taken into account before you can blame cannabis for fucking anything really before you blame anything for anything, you need to do, do a lot of research and try and find out what the different situations are each time.
0: Well, as a federal legalization gets closer and closer in, in the States, I'm seeing more and more times where they're taking opportunities to try and take a swing at it. I don't think that they're going to win because right now I think it was 63% of Republican uh, Senators and representatives and something like 78% of Democrats are in favor of legalization if they can just figure out the right language to make it happen. So I think that they're trying to scare the public and, you know, hey, what's the best way to scare people with your kids? Maybe we should remind them of last week's story. Dispensaries, legal dispensaries are very good at keeping minors out of the store and mm-hmm. minors will not be getting hold of cannabis from legal dispensaries.
1: Yeah, this is definitely a good conversation to have in the after party, where oh, yeah. it doesn't have to go into the edit and offend loads of people.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm just saying, and I really don't, do not intend to offend anyone with this. Stuff, mm-hmm. you know? But the thing is, uh, I believe I don't believe the uh, cannabis is the problem with guns here. I think it's it's other things. But, you yeah, know, we can blame. I think the people in America at this point oh, in time really, are not man. ready to be honest with ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a big, it's a big topic, man.
0: It is, and and a lot of the information a lot of
1: is well, the information you guys get from either side of the media, from the left, you know, the blue side and the red side of different mainstream media organizations that you have. It's hard to get a proper, a point of view you can respect, and it's hard to get the right information, like the correct information, the real statistics. Every bit of information you get nowadays is mm-hmm. it has some kind of agenda behind it so it it's it's just uh it's just frustrating more than anything cuz it's important this shit is to try and find out the right solution and figure out what is the best way to go around this shit and then just people keep playing games behind it in the background and why more children die you know it's sad man
2: but it's just crazy have to make if the right makes, moves. if it makes anyone feel better they don't trust us with weed or guns down here so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> can't have either so yeah, we you know, look, the, the stupid federal government
0: was so good with the propaganda. We're just going to take, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it took them 20, 30 years to demonize it. It's going to take us. Well,
1: I just don't trust any government to write, to make a decision that is actually in our favor because they don't do that. They are not here yeah. to protect us. They, they won't they, I think if they completely flat out ban guns, it's not for our protection. It's for theirs. It, it, they're, they're crooked ass motherfuckers. And I don't trust the government very much at all i have major problems with them so
0: yeah i don't know what it's going to take for people to get smart and and figure out figure out something to do but let's just hope more kids don't have
1: to exactly because we don't want to see any of that shit
0: no never again please
1: crazy times man right uh we have some interesting news out of israel because israel have always been like uh a quick shout out there to three hundred nine nine base head as well he is or she sorry they (laughs) <laughs> there they are a, a spotify user and this is the first time they're catching the show live so a quick shout out to the 309 base head there Sweet. so thanks for joining us so yeah re- israeli have some news the israelis have some news that they've been ahead in the cannabis world for quite a long time and always doing good studies doing good research figuring that kind of shit out which we all need to know and now they have made some kind of mutant cannabis plants Uh, Israeli researchers have used advanced technology to grow an enhanced strain of cannabis that contains higher levels of THC and CBG, the main active components in cannabis, opening up new possibilities for the popular medical plant and recreational drug. So I wonder what this is all about. You know, (laughs) the levels (laughs) they've got to end like massive because it's already pretty fucking high. You know, you, you see some strains out there, 28, 30%. And it's like, that's a a whole lot of fucking resins in the bud. It's like 3% of that bud is just THC and shit. That's massive. Well, In a 30% plant, you know. uh, In work conducted at a Hebrew University of Jerusalem, Robert H. Smith, Faculty of Agriculture, Food and Environment, researchers were able to successfully engineer and grow a cannabis plant We've close to... You ready for this? Ready? Anybody want to take a guess how much? How much percentage? Oh, 40%, Ooh, 40% yeah. from March. Bubba Hawk, what are you saying?
2: Um, I'm, I'm going to say 50. 50. TG,
4: what are you saying?
3: 50. Woo.
4: Well, I actually saw a labeled legal cannabis product here in Canada that was 39.1. So I'll say 39.1. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Monkey, <laughs> Mon- Mon- what's your choice here? Uh, 37.5.
1: Okay. Let me... Uh, successfully engineer and grow a cannabis plant with close to 17% higher levels of THC than the main psychoactive component of cannabis and 25% higher levels of CBG. So that's a, uh, that's a bit big, man. It doesn't still say how much is, uh, <laughs> I thought so, it was, <laughs> so was going to really be like, an no, it doesn't really give us an answer. <laughs> oh, a little like higher.
3: So what if you have like, you know, if you're weed, you're, it's like thirteen percent. Yeah, another seventeen. That's not really.
1: Yeah, it's thirty percent, and it's not. It's not huh. massive.
3: And twenty-five yeah, already...
1: higher level CBG. Maybe that's an important one. Maybe uh, no. I'm the one
3: mind. that what stood out to me was the article says also a strain that had twenty to thirty percent higher presence per- of terpenes. Mm, mm, that's the one I thought about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, give me that, please. Now mm, we're yeah. talking.
3: cg's <laughs> so, a skeptic here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, you know, like TG said, I mean, the, the highest I've ever seen in BUD is about 30% THC. Yeah. And whether it was actually that or you know, it needs to be tested properly I think, to make I sure think it's, it's been
4: right. biologically and like scientifically determined the plant really can't produce more than 35%, give or take. Yeah. So what the fuck? I don't know. Like... Seems
1: like high end, and then 17 on top of that. It's like uh... I don't know. When
3: I when I worked at the dispensary, there were growers that came in all the time that said they grew shit that was like 45. So I don't all know what right, you guys right. are talking
1: about. I don't know. 45 percent. It's like half yeah. the bud is like resin oh, and shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're
3: totally full of shit. Of yeah.
1: course. One gram, just...
3: half when a gram is retail,
0: that's yeah, how you, when you have a testing lab, that's how you get a lot of people to come to your lab. You give them the high results.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: good,
4: good point, man. It is a good point, man. That's what happens in this fucking industry. You shop around for the labs where you get the best result. That's when you put on the fucking COA on your label.
0: There
1: you go.
4: It's bullshit, but it's legal.
1: Mm-hmm. So researchers were eventually able to increase or decrease the levels of specific, specific substances by manipulating the plant-based virus and repurposing it, so yeah, because the headline of this I didn't I didn't uh, read the headline actually. What well, it says: Israeli researchers use repurposed plant virus to grow enhanced cannabis. So they're uh-huh. doing some twenty-eight days later, funky shit. With I was this.
3: just thinking that we're gonna have like a zombie apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Suddenly, so really
1: fucking Seymour's chasing <laughs> you
4: down. <laughs>
3: All because they wanted a little bit more THC.
4: So what happens if that, uh, like, uh, you know, germplasm or whatever, you're, I forget what exactly the, the term is, you know, that cannabis gets out into the fucking public mm-hmm. by accident and starts.
1: But what what if it gets out into the,
4: into the wild, you know, and
1: it becomes an invasive species and starts killing off all the other plants around it, man?
4: Well, you know? yeah, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, I mean. Has
3: anybody read that book, The Day of the Triffids, by any chance?
4: No. What was that?
3: Oh, it's it's like a sci-fi book. It's kind of written maybe in the 50s or 60s or whatever, but it's basically about a large breed of plants that takes over and starts eating humans. Mm -hmm. So it immediately popped into my mind. Stay out of the basement.
4: (laughs) Remember Goosebumps? Stay out of the basement. (laughs)
2: Goosebumps.
0: (laughs) Elaine Ingham, I talked about that microbe that produces alcohol and will make your soil go sterile.
2: Mm.
1: Oh Yeah,
0: Yeah. remember that's that? I think he was
2: talking about that. Yeah. Scary.
1: But let's hope that they don't fuck with shit too much here. You know, some pollen escapes out of the lab and starts killing Yeah, that's people. what I mean. Yeah. Right? As no, mm.
3: so they
1: don't fuck it up. damn do you think they will? Well, I'm guessing so. depends on the name of the lab. you think it might have be been wu lab? <laughs> I
3: was just going to say. I'm pretty sure they thought they were good in China, too. But, you know, here we are two, two years later. Mm-hmm. Is there a but... Pangolin
1: are involved in
0: the story somewhere. <laughs> I swear that's what they should
1: call the first strain. Pangolin. <laughs> pangolin piff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wonder, I mean, would you do it? I suppose nowadays... People don't need to specifically grow cannabis. That's high in THC because we only did that during the days of the legacy market, because that's what everybody wanted it for. But I think more people are more interested in that 20 to 30 percent higher presence of terpenes at this point.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Imagine that. Mm. that. that 20 to 30 percent of that? That is both either one a good amount to increase the amount of terpenes. Man, that's going to be some tasty shit.
4: I'm super skeptical. Very. I, skeptical. I mm-hmm. You have to be. I'm
3: not skeptical necessarily, but I'm also like pretty happy with the weed I'm smoking right now. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, twenty to thirty percent increase. It's, I guess that's good. But I like what I'm smoking.
1: Well, more good research coming out of Israel there. So, and they seem to do good studies. Man, they seem to do it right. So uh, let's see what happens over the next year or so, and see if they can get any of these strains out to us with like sixty percent THC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the plant just drips. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Catch the resin as it grows. The
0: leaves aren't green anymore. They're all crystalline. That's it.
1: Yeah. You know, are they, are
0: they
3: glow in the dark or something? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Crazy. Let's or see what happens. Kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. So then we have one more news story, which is from UTG, right? Yeah,
4: it is. <laughs> um, It's a local story. So, you know, not really that important to anyone else, but you can take <laughs> I mean, Canadian news.
3: That's important. It's important to me. Anyway, you
4: can uh, you can take kind of a proxy from it as a representative of maybe the rest of the market. Maybe the rest of the market isn't this quote mature. But anyway, I'll get into it here. Weed wars a boon to sask cannabis consumers. So the number of stores increasing cannabis prices dropping. Um, And yeah, it goes on. Jim Southam struggles to find the right word to describe the Saskatoon retail cannabis market heading into the summer of 2022. Saturated, cutthroat, unrealistic. (laughs) They're all all accurate. It's a great time to be a cannabis consumer in Saskatchewan, it says, but not so great for the people on the other side of the counter. Um, And he's saying here that he's seen three and a half grams or an eighth not a half quarter, Marge. Not it's a, half a half quarter. quarter. No, it's no. definitely an eighth marge, aka a Henry. But it's a half Henry. of a
3: quarter. It's half. half I, I
4: love a Henry, man. That's the best word. But half yeah, quarter. But is, yeah, so... Yeah, it's janky. half of a quarter, but you don't call like a, a quarter a half of a half, do you? Yeah. yeah.
3: Maybe I do. Good point. <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe <laughs> I don't do. Talk. Fuck
4: you. That's a fucking <laughs> great argument. Next time, oh, I'm going to use that. Yeah. What do you buy? I'm half sorry. halves? I yeah, live
3: I in Ontario and a half quarter is what we've always called it. Yeah. And I shall I have,
4: half. what would a oh, a half hole, a half hole. I don't know. Anyway,
1: back in the day when we used to go buy a 10 pound draw, it was called, we would call it a the 16th of a gram.
4: A you buy the pound, but it's not 454 It's 448. Mm, how about that shit?
1: Mm, what are you saying now, Marge? What's that called? <laughs> <A>
4: 454. <laughs> Yeah. Of
1: course. Yeah. Of course. I'm gonna miss it. We, round we,
4: that we shit switch out. over
3: to the metric at that
4: point, so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, um a half gram bucket or half a quarter argument aside. Um yeah, <laughs> there he's he's apparently they're less than twenty bucks, which is like, you know, and to make it ten bucks a gram, which is sort of the standard for whatever reason, that's thirty-five. So that's less than twenty. So he's that's what, like around five, five bucks, six bucks a gram. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm um that's less than the black market was my whole life that's just not sustainable so this guy is old because the black market actually is less than that now but whatever that's an aside <laughs> he's the owner of a prairie cannabis in saskatoon and also president of the saskatchewan weed pool which if you're from here is hilarious because we actually used to have the saskatchewan wheat pool which was the farmers <laughs> black collective for uh, you know wheat but now it's the weed pool for weed people yeah hilarious. Anyway, they're just a collective that can like buy bulk easier so they can get a better deal on the stuff and then sell it for a better, you know, uh, profit. But even they're having, you know, issues. They they say Saskatoon is the most heavily saturated market in the province. There's 38 stores here apparently with another six coming online this summer um, compared to 21 in the other big city, Regina down south. Um, So like fucking, what is that? 44 stores here? I, mean, I do. like Every time we drive around, I, I always am looking like in the strip malls where there's for rent stuff. I'm like, that's going to be a weed store. Oh, there's a weed store being built. Oh, look at weed okay. store, new one. Look at how busy that is, you know, because yeah. it's like the Simpsons with the Starbucks thing in the mall. They're just everywhere and always being built. So, yeah, basically, you know, it's not a good time to be a retailer, but it's a great time to be a consumer. Amen. Um, finally yeah and (laughs) you know like that's a a bad thing is he
1: trying to discourage us like the writer of this article what is he trying to achieve
4: here (laughs) well he's this isn't him really the writers just really there's a lot of quotes and these are what the Mm. what the the retailers are saying and i've always like i i i feel kind of bad in a way because i'm an empathetic person and i want businesses to succeed succeed but this specific industry, when when people are like bitching, complaining about stuff, it's like, you guys had, didn't you do any like market research before you jumped in and realized what your competition, like not only is there other retailers and stuff, and the market, it's like a lot of LPs can't even sell to certain provinces. There's a lot of restrictions on, on shit that's available and not available and stuff. So And, and also you're restricted because you can't advertise as it, as it notes here too. So there's tons of shit in your way. Not to mention the black market is still thriving. Mm -hmm. Legacy market, you know. You can get anything and everything. The best, well, not the best, probably, but equivalent quality to anything you find on the legal market is still there. Um, Trust me. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Um, uh, It is a bit kind of like feels complaining, you know. Let me me
1: just... uh... uh, Let me just reach over here and get my little tiny violin for these (laughs) (laughs) exactly over here. That's right. But it's
4: always been Saskatchewan's always boasted about, you know, having the freest market. And we do, we we have Mm -hmm. the the lowest kind of restrictions as to who can open what, where, and and anything. Basically, if you can get a license, you can open up, uh, as long as your jurisdiction approves it and stuff. And yeah, I mean, we don't have very many people here either. The whole province, there's only a million of us, and only like like two hundred sixty thousand in Saskatoon. So forty two stores. Wow, yeah, that's a lot. You know, and like not everybody smokes either. You know, and Mm -hmm. most people aren't buying volume either because the shit's expensive, and they're buying eights or half quarters. You know, Mm -hmm. eights actually, because we're in Saskatchewan, but.
1: Yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's capitalism. Let yeah. Things just do their thing. And yeah. the best ones will stay and the worst ones will go. And that's how it works, man. I so agree. Let's see what happens in a year's time and see what companies are still up and, up and running. But I do Ed, think, Ed,
3: uh, TG, that this how? problem is like everywhere <laughs> and in Canada probably because it's the same where I live. There's like 19 stores, I think, that will be open at a certain point wow. in where I live. And it's like we have 80,000 people.
0: In my city, uh, we spoke to—I um, think it was Jimmy Levine. He was talking about how much how much weed is on cold storage, frozen in California. He said at least a million pounds is just sitting there because it can't be sold. Wow, it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of surpluses are out out there.
4: Yeah, I don't know these right. mm-hmm. businesses, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Add- out of curiosity, TG, do they have, like, so all of these stores, I'm assuming, have to pay license fees. They've, they've, got to, yeah. they've got to organize to have a license. And where does that money go? That's going straight to your government, isn't it?
4: Uh, the, the municipal one here in the city, yeah.
2: So I would, uh, I would assume that's in, the, in, in their best interests to have more stores because they're getting more money out of the license fees for it.
4: From that perspective, sure. I mean, yeah, uh, the city, I don't think, really gives a shit what you know they'll they'll license anybody anywhere as long as it's approved by the you know the people around there and it's all the kosher but uh yeah I mean again as a business you should kind of look around and see if like your market's saturated and stuff and and so yeah but I don't know our, our license fees I don't know what they are. I think they're fairly pricey. So I'm sure the city's just more than happy to like keep them coming.
1: Yeah, you know Yeah open up mm.
2: more stores. It'll be fine
4: yeah but that's just the way it goes they get
2: paid they get paid either way so
4: right yeah, and taxes and stuff so like Mm -hmm. yeah again i every time i drive around i'm like who the fuck is buying all this weed you know i work in the (laughs) legal industry right like on on the other side on the production side Mm -hmm. so i know who's buying it and but i don't know who's actually buying it you know what i mean
3: (laughs) well people are buying it just i just don't know if there's enough of them
4: yeah, like I, they, really.
3: I can't say how it's sustainable. I mean, I I'm surprised none of the stores in my town have closed yet. Yeah, but yeah, we'll keep opening. So you
4: gotta be, you gotta stand out, and and that's the problem. You can't because you're not allowed to because of the regulations. Mm-hmm. You know? it's kind yeah, of, yeah, they're all it's not fully the open stuff. market, is it? Yeah, still being well, fucking. Yeah, so many, so many uh, restrictions on advertising. You, you can't show any product in the fucking stores. You can't. Like it's, it's hard to differentiate yourself on the you know what what they allow you to. So I do feel for mm. them, but like again, you read the rules, and I, I thought about doing growing too. Don't get me wrong. When this first happened with legalization, and then you know not having enough money right away, I wasn't able to. Like fuck, because <laughs> now <laughs> I'm just like I don't want anything to do with owning uh, a legal entity in any way. Well, let's see,
1: as as our good friend Rick would say. You know the rules, and so do I. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Does nobody know the Rick Roll, man? Come on.
4: <laughs> no, that's a good quote. It's Rick like
1: Rolled, everybody. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so interesting news, man. There's some good news stories out there. If any of those guys opening up the uh, dispensaries have got no, no space in Canada, then tell them to come over here to the UK. We need some mm. groundbreakers. You know? <laughs> But I do think that's not very far away in the UK, man. We're getting closer. Things are changing here. Yeah. Good times. Cool. But we have some um, some forum news that we'll cover quickly before we move on to the break. Uh, we have Planet of the Month is now open, right, Monkey? Want to go over that one?
0: We have the entry thread for June is now open for new entries, and we have a voting thread up for the May competition. Now, on the May competition voting thread, if you've already voted, please go back and double-check that you voted because – Uh, Internet glitch caused me to create multiple threads when I created it. And so two threads were were deleted and there were some votes in there. So simple enough. Check go. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. You've already voted it. Won't let you vote again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, no shenanigans. It was
0: monkeys messing up. That's what it was. Uh, Yeah, We're also accepting um, new new, uh, entries for this month, and we're going to get all the names of the entries together. Get them on the wheel and we'll be spinning for just the prize for just entering
1: as mm. well. Yeah, man. So keep an eye out for that over our pursuits this week. Uh next week on Sunday, we're gonna have a week off, gonna take a break and uh the episodes will be replaced by interviews instead because we've got lots of interviews to get out there. But yeah, we're going to take a week off and chill on a Sunday because we don't do that very often. And if you have any ideas for grow guides, sections that you'd like us to cover or you think that would flow nicely into the series that we've already done so far, then let us know so we can you know, come up with what's good. Because <laughs> we started off from the very beginning and so far we've made our way through the whole grow. Uh, with this training and we're going to cover scrug this week. Uh, so what do we do in the future? What should we be covering? Let us know over on the forum your import would be appreciated but any more news other than that i think that's everything and there we go everybody that's this week's cannabis news thank you very much for joining us thank you for downloading the show please share the show with friends if you think you have friends who would like it that would be massively appreciated we we always trying to increase the listener numbers and you can help us do that by sharing the show with your friends either on social media or in real life, just friends that you think might enjoy the show as we said next week on Sunday there will be no live show so next week it's all going to be interviews and we've got some real cool interviews in the backlog that are waiting to be released so you're going to be having those next week in place of Cannabis News and Grow Guides so keep an eye out for those but the week after we'll go back on Sunday as usual so we hope to see you there live on our YouTube channel youtube.com slash high and homegrown make sure you're over there and subscribe with the bell rang so you'll get notifications when we go live because some of these interviews that we have coming up will be going live as well On Tuesday, which is tomorrow, we're going to have uh, Professor Mike Barnes at 4pm UK time. On Thursday, we're speaking to Andrew D'Angelo, who is Steve D'Angelo's brother, at 9pm UK time. Uh, On Monday next week, on June 13th, we're going to be speaking to a guy called Captain Matt, who specializes in worm farms. So if you want to make your own worm farm, then come over to the YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch that live. That's going to be a public stream. We've got loads going on, loads of cool interviews coming your way over the next couple of weeks. So make sure that you keep an eye out for those. Make sure that you've got automatic downloads set on your device and leave some reviews if you can. That would be appreciated too. But as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and we'll catch you on the next one. Enjoy your week, everybody. Stay high and stay safe. Goodbye.